Friends, this uh, past few days, um, we offer a uh, what we call a backyard mission trip. And this is one of our mission trips throughout the year for uh, students uh, who come back a little bit from early from winter break. And uh, we do uh, three or four days of, of poverty immersion and service in uh, the city of Toledo. And uh, had a number of community, permanent community members join us for a number of the of the days as well. It was a great experience for about uh, uh, 10 students uh, join us. And on Thursday, uh, the first day, uh, they do a day on the streets, um, kind of, I don't want to say pretending to be homeless, but that's kind of the idea, um, under the guidance of uh, a local pastor named Steve North, who uh, does a lot of work with the poor and the homeless in the, in the city of Toledo. And that day is, uh, uh, they get a dollar and change in a Ziploc bag, and uh, we drop them off at the docks, and uh, they have no phones, and they gotta figure out the day, how to stay warm, how to eat, uh, and so on, in little groups. But Steve always begins that day, so it was Thursday, uh, with the little experience at Helping Hands of St. Louis on the east side. And uh, of course, I know what's about to happen, and so I was like, so he invites all the students in, and he says, you know, we're gonna stay here a while, why don't you take your coats off and your gloves and things like that. And of course, I did not take my hoodie and gloves because I knew what was about to happen. And he, he locks us uh, in their deep freezer for about 20 to 30 minutes. And uh, I, I, when I walked in, I saw it was negative six uh, on the, uh, the thermostat. And he locks us in there, he turns the lights off. And then we stay in there for 20 to 30 minutes. It's horrible, I don't know why I do this every two years. Um, next year, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna join up with them later in the day, I think. Uh, I, I hate this. But anyway, so he locks them in, he lets them figure it out, they end up snuggling in. Uh, trying to like hug each other for this entire time. So a lot of relationships are usually started in this, uh, <laughs> in this uh, experience. You're very close to some people you never thought you'd get so close to. But anyway, then he proceeds uh, for the time to tell stories about the homeless and the poor uh, in the city that he's encountered. And he ends everyone with this refrain. For the poor and the homeless, it's cold and it's dark. At one point he asks you to put your fingers in front of your face and you can't even see him. It's that dark and you can't see your fingers this far ahead. And so every story he tells, he says, for them it's cold and it's dark. So eventually we get out of there, thank God. But his invitation then throughout the week is that our job is to be the warmth and the light of Christ to those that we encounter. And it might not just be material coldness, and it may not be material uh, darkness, right? It could be spiritual, it could be emotional. And then he shared this quote, I want to share it with you. Uh, he shared this quote from Pierre uh, Teilhard de Chardin, who some of you may know, he's a, he's a Catholic uh, French priest and paleontologist. Um, and he has this quote. Someday, after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love. And then for a second time in the history of the world, man will have discovered fire. 
Someday after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love, and then for a second time in the history of the world, man will have discovered fire. And I, I was just really struck by that quote. I also didn't have time to prepare a homily this weekend, and so I was like, I gotta use something. Um, but, but I was drawn to it because the, the, the gospel, right, John says, uh, John baptizes with water, but somebody after me is going to baptize uh, with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And then our first reading says that we're called, the Israelites, and, and then us, to be a light for the nations. So this image of, of fire and of light that we're called to be that in the world. And I love this image too because I don't know about you, but I just assume we have access to heat and to fire, right? But if you've read ever about like the origins of the discovery of fire by the first humans, right? This was, this was probably the greatest discovery in the history of our species, right? How to create warmth and life and the ability to cook Right, over fire. I mean, there's probably no greater discovery than when we first, human beings first discovered how to take something that you could ignite, right? And, and the, the, the atmosphere had to be right with a certain oxygen level. And, and to be able to create fire for the first time set humanity on a revolution that we could never imagine. And what Teilhard de Chardin is saying is if we actually harness the capacity we have to communicate the divine fire of God's love, we could have a second revolution. The same revolution that fire brought about materially, we could bring about spiritually and emotionally if we could harness for God the energy of his divine love and communicate that to others. Because we harness everything else. We're incredible at controlling nature. Right? He says, we've, I mean, in some ways, we've mastered the winds and the waves and the tides and gravity. We've mastered and harnessed all sorts of things with technology, with science. But have we harnessed the power and the energy of God as manifest in his divine love? And so my simple invitation uh, as we begin kind of a new semester, we're beginning a new year, we're beginning ordinary time, we look at uh, baptism in the gospel today, and so we... We, uh, we think about our own baptism. The call is rather simple, right? Which is to be the warmth of Christ in the world when it's freezing and to be the light of Christ when it's dark. And we do that all sorts of ways. Every time we choose to be kind and respectful to someone that we have a difficulty with dealing with, we warm up the world and we light up the world. Every time we refuse to lie, when it's convenient or refuse to exaggerate the truth because it makes us look better, we warm up the world and we light up the world. Right? Every time we refuse to gossip and slander another person, right, we warm and light up the world. Every time we honor and respect our families, even though we really struggle with certain members of our family, we warm and light up the world. Every time we choose peace instead of conflict, we light and warm up the world. Every time we seek forgiveness for someone that's hurt us or is saying bad stuff about us, we warm and light up the world. 
Like it's, it's, in some ways it's a simple task, but we all know how incredibly hard that task is. And so my simple invitation is, um, is to harness the energies of God's love and light for the world. Because we're not alone. That's the great thing. We are not the light source, and we are not the original and ultimate source of heat and fire. That's God. Right? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. We talk about the Holy Spirit as fire. Right? We don't do this on our own. We can't do it on our own. We can only do it insofar as we channel and harness the fire and light that God already is. And use his strength to be able to go to the darkness and the cold of life on earth. Someday after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love. And then for a second time in the history of the world, man will have discovered fire. Friends, let's be a part of 